I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. How are you? Good day today, and let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must make a note that I do not own the rights to these music. Both musics are found on iTunes, and that's where they were. Now, also, I'm, well, let me know that I am not a doctor or a psychiatrist. If you feel like your son or daughter needs to be diagnosed with autism, please see a medical physician or any medical person about any of your concerns or needs. And it's, I only speak on based on my experiences. Also, I would like to give a shout-out to a couple people. So the first shout-out I'd like to get to is to Miss Sue. Miss Sue is my speech therapist and current speech therapist and is an amazing woman and one helpful woman indeed and very nice. And I appreciate her a lot because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't know how to start a darn conversation. So, Miss Sue, thank you very much. And I just want to let you know that you I think you'll be very proud of me today because I'm actually going to use some of our material we've been talking about in this in our sessions. Another shout I'd like to give to is to Miss Dowling. Miss Dowling is was my former speech therapist and she had to leave due to some family issues, but I do miss her and I always, and I mean always, want to thank her for the conversations that we have because some of them I do remember and now looking back on they did help me. So Miss Dowling, thank you and you did an amazing job helping me and you were a great speech therapist and I do miss you and I hope you're doing well. Now I think we've had our shout outs for the day, so let's get into the topic. So today's episode will be about comprehending a conversation because I think this is the biggest thing that autistic people struggle with. And I don't mean any person. I mean any person with autism will struggle with from young to old. And trust me, I don't think we can comprehend it 100%. And this is one of the hardest things we got to do. So we'll get through it together. But I think we will never understand a conversation 100% unless we get the resources that we rightfully deserve and earn. Now, the definition in my eyes of comprehending a conversation is trying to take of what to say next and trying to follow along so you can respond in a typical manner because it's like a puzzle. I mean, conversations to us are like a constant puzzle that just keep like getting jumbled and just keep falling all over the place and we just don't know. It's always a 50-50% chance because we want to say what we want to say and that's the ordeal, but we try to, what, what do we say now? What do we say now? How do we follow along with this? And then we try to respond in that typical manner so we don't say some random like pizza. Or what type of pizza you like? Or we start conversations like puppies and pie. I mean, that's the conversation that we have to struggle with. Is we have to we're trying to think of the way to respond in the typical manner without messing up that puzzle piece. And that's why we have the floating puzzle piece a lot because we don't know how to respond in a typical manner because we just want to say something random and cool and that's cool in our brains. And we want to say something that will make us feel better in our own world. I think why we have to grapple with this is because we want to talk about what we want to talk about. I think that everyone should like what we like and share on our knowledge of our hobbies because honestly, imagine everyone liked what I love. Like everyone, imagine what everyone would love WWE for an example. Okay, we would have the easiest conversation alive, and we could comprehend that conversation with a snap of our fingers. So, but sometimes not everyone is likes our likes, and that's our that's an issue. I mean, I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not society's fault. Don't get me wrong. That'd be stupid if everyone liked what we like. Although it would be cool if you did, because then we can all have a whole WWE party. <laughs> but anyway. In my eyes, if we have someone who likes, I don't know, fires and knows about trees, okay? I don't know nothing about trees. I'll be honest. All I know is a beech tree and an ash tree. Papal, the only reason why I know is because of you, by the way, so thank you. But anyway, I don't know anything about trees. I mean, I know zero trees. But maybe this person knows 0% about WWE. So when you talk about those two, it's going to be a mismatch. And if he liked WWE, that would be so much easier because we could all have share our same knowledge and our hobbies. And we could comprehend that conversation so much more easy. I mean, it's so easier if everyone just liked what we liked, and then we could even help each other, and we could share our knowledge, and we could share our knowledge with you, with us, and if you cared, we can make you teach you something that you never knew about. And when people with autism are not getting a conversation, 
it's like a plane crash in our brain because honestly when that when that conversation goes and he's not getting he's like and the autists are like why why not again it's like boom and that people are dead so and it's because of that conversation so in our brains when you're not getting a conversation that we're having he's like huh really uh okay i'm gonna go now it's like a plane crash. It's like, oh, no, we did something wrong. Oh, no, crap, crap. Well, that person's not going to like me. Crap. And he's like, uh-huh, uh And that plane's going, and that plane's just going downtown. And when that crashes, it's an aftershock. It's like, because some people have trauma after the plane. And that's what it is. We have the conversation trauma. It's like, uh-huh, crap, crap. You know, it's like, and we have that for the whole day. I mean, it's something we can't help. And we don't mean to, but when that plane crash is gone, I mean, it's over. I mean, you can't change it. I mean, you don't understand that conversation. It's over for us, and that plane crash is going to go down no matter what, period. And when it goes down, I mean, we can't help it. It's just a feeling. I mean, if that person tried again, maybe that plane crash wouldn't be so bad. And we'd feel a lot better if he came and tried again. So maybe, but to avoid the plane crash in the brain, try again and just see what happens. Maybe you'll like us one day and maybe you'll like us again and then you can become friends with that person. So don't just shoo them off they don't get one conversation and avoid and make them have a plane crash. Instead, try again and make them have a plane ride. Let's put it that way. Now in my eyes, when the other person not understanding a conversation, like the autistic, like the other person going, uh, okay, cool. To me, it's like a magic trick gone wrong because think about it. Think of this scenario. You have a little kid going to a uh, kid. He does the, uh, the magician does the saw in the box trick. All right, let's say it just goes kaploopy and you see the person with the um, the other side with people's, with the other person's feet and the other guy's just in the box. All right. In my eyes, to me, that's a magic trick gone wrong. The kid's like, oh dear, oh dear. Like, why Why did that happen? I thought it was supposed to be magic. I thought we were supposed to be like, believe in magic and that now I don't believe it. Abracadabra, abracadabra is a bunch of bull crap. So now, you know, that's what we feel like. It's like, uh, okay, the abracadabra, I mean, I thought it could spark, but maybe not. I guess that's a bunch of bull crap. See you later, dummy. I mean, that's what I think the other person's thinking because when that magic trick goes abracadabra and there's no trick, that person's like, no abracadabra, no conversation because in my eyes, when that magic trick goes wrong, they ain't coming back to him. They're going to hold you against it, but they won't. Maybe if they're so nice enough, they'll give you a second chance and hopefully... They'll give you the second chance that you deserve, and they'll maybe the magic trick could go right, and you won't have to worry about the one that went wrong. Now, this whole analogy of mine is it can also be called a get ready for it, dun dun dun, a miscommunication. A miscommunication, by the way, is failing to have a proper and memorable conversation because, like I said, with somebody talking, about, oh my god, did you hear about this wrestler? And then you're like, oh my god, I had this like wonderful pizza. I mean, that guy doesn't look like you're like a dead dog, like, huh? Because honestly, that's not a memorable conversation. That's just a weird folk being like scratching their head. So that's a miscommunication. Don't get me wrong. We have those. A lot of people have misunderstandings. I mean, I've had some misunderstandings at school with teachers before. I haven't gotten in trouble, but we just misunderstood each other. But miscommunications are going to happen. But it's your job to re like explain it and be like, oh, let's explain it this way instead of explaining it this way that didn't work. Instead of being like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah, dang it. And be like, well, blah, 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 blah. And just instead of that, I mean, I do that, granted, which I'm working on, but I don't miscommunicate a lot. Sorry, Mom, I kind of believe that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I probably do. But anyway, miscommunication is going to happen in our lifetime. I mean, you have one miscommunication, then I guess you're an excellent speaker because I don't know how you're doing it. But one miscommunication will happen in your life at least, or maybe even ten, I can guarantee it. But it, the way to help it is just to re-explain it, and then after it's explained, keep explaining it until it's explained. 
then when you explain it, move on and just let it go and be glad you explained it the right way and the way they understood it. I think another thing that we have in difficult time with the conversation is that we want to have is an issue is that we have is when we use the same format and language as everybody. And what I mean by this is we want to talk to everyone like we talk to everyone else. I mean, we want to talk to be like, like, hey, yo, what's up? I mean, we do have friends like, what's up, bruh? I mean, that stuff. But then we got to go to teacher. We want to be like, hey, teacher, or hey, Mr. Mike, what's up? And I mean, we want to do that. I mean, we can't because that teacher just looks at us like, go to the office. But we want to do that because that we want to use the same format language. I mean, we like, what's up, Mr. Neil? What's up, Mr. Mike? What's up, Mr. Lewis? I mean, we just want to use that stuff. And we just want to use the same format language. I mean, we want to talk to our teachers like we talk to our friends. We want to talk to our boss like we talk to our friends. We want to talk to our friends like we talk to our family. I mean, that's the whole problem with this. Is We just want to talk to everyone in the same format and language. Just be like, what's up? And just use, like, slang terms and just talk to everyone like we talk to everyone else. And also with that, we don't want to be very proper. We want to be zero proper. We want to be like, hello, we want some tea, please. Not like, you're probably, you know, with this inquisitive, like, life with this taxes, you know, we want to be like, we want to be like, well, and for your information, for following this messiah and this inquisitive, we got to be like, okay, go, go, go. Please pass the tea. We don't want to be that way. We don't want to be that way. We just want to be like, yeah, woo, what's up, woo? I mean, instead of like, Pass the tea, please. So we want to be, we don't want to be very proper. We just want to be, have fun, talk to them the way we want to talk to them without getting in trouble. And I think that would be so much easier because that would take an e- a word off. And that way you don't have to worry about the pro- talking. That way you can worry about the job or whatever the problem is or whatever the situation is instead of worrying about the language that we have to talk to you in the way. Now, I also let parents know that there is a line where you are helping and hazing. Helping me, it's like, oh, okay, let's not say that to me. Instead, maybe let's say this. Hazing's just like degree. I'm like, like, you dummy, you said that. What the heck's wrong with you? Never talk to someone again like that. Never. Learn how to do it. You know, that's hazing. That's a hazing. And when you're doing that, you're basically, because of a conversation, because of all the haze that you just did, you probably just spat in our face like, <laughs> like you basically just did that and just spat in our face. And when you're hazing us, we can't help it. I mean, we're sorry, but we can't help it. Instead, Instead of hazing, help. Help us be like, oh, okay, let's do this instead. Let's say this. You know, instead of just hazing us around and degrading us like the whole entire time. If you haze us, we may just not do it and just, you may create a monster. And I don't mean like a monster like where they're punching you or whatever. I mean like a monster where they're going to say whatever they want and be blunt. And if you want to see more on that, see 102, honesty versus bluntness. But if you are too, bl- if, you ra- if you don't help them with their conversations, they're going to become this mean, rude, antagonizing blunt monster that you have created so parents just help them and don't haze that's all we're asking you please now parents don't worry about home because i'm going to help them too right now so here's the deal the way to start is to use a conversation starter or what miss sue called it a bait question some bait questions in my opinion are hi how are you and this one is a bit because if you say hi that one's going to be a bait they're going to be like oh hey or hi how are you today and the how are you part they'll probably be like good bad you know but that's a bait i mean that's a great conversation starter because then you can be like, how are you? Good. Why is it good today? I mean, I remember Abe saying that. If you want to see that quote, see 1114, meet Abe Shapiro. But that's just, it's like that kind of. And we want to swing that door, like he said, a little wider. And instead, but that's a good start. I mean, start with the door closed, like, hi, how are you? But then swing the door more open. Like, hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? Why is it so good? I say, well, I just had, I had a really, really good pie. Really? What flavor was it? 
blueberry. Man, you know, I'm a big fan of blueberry pie too. You are. Yeah, my grandma used to make the make this makes the best blueberry pie. Oh my goodness, what's your secret? Well, the secret's preheating 350 degrees, really. That's the biggest secret. Well, dang, I probably shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> you know what I mean. So you see, we just had a completely conversation with that bait question. So, hi, how are you? Is the best. And I mean the best bait question I use because it's swinging the door and you're taking the door one step at a time. Now, even though that's the best, there are others. Another one could be, what's up? Like, if you tell the person, what's up? They could be like, well, not much. I just got a splinter. And they could be like, oh my goodness, you know, why'd you get a splinter? Well, I tripped over the slide. A slide? How'd a slide get you? Well, I kind of tripped on the um, uh, fence back there also. So, man, whose fence is that? Well, I think that's my uh, neighbor's fence. Really? Oh, cool. What's your neighbor's name? Um, Joshua TikTok. And if you know him, he's pretty good at TikTok, Nancy. He is. Well, I'll just have to go see him myself. So you see, that's what I mean, though. That's a good bait question. Like, what's up? He told you what's up. I mean, that's pretty much all there is, too. He just told you what's up, and you just had a wonderful conversation because of that bait question. Another one could be, good day, sir or ma'am. Because maybe, this is maybe used for workers, because you go to an, an umbrella shop, and this guy says, good day, sir. Can I help you, sir? And he's like, uh, yes, sir. My umbrella's not working. Can you help me out here? I don't know what's going on. He's like, well, sure, just stay right there. Let me study this for a minute. No, oh, by all means. Sure enough, he's saying, like, okay. And then you had the conversation about umbrellas. I mean, then you talk about the penguin and Batman. I mean, maybe that's how it goes, but maybe that's how it starts a good day, sir or ma'am. I mean, if you say good day, sir or ma'am, then they're going to help you out, or they probably want to help, like, good day, oh, man, what's the matter? Good day, sir, can I help you? Well, I got a cut. I don't know where the band-aid is. My dog won't go home, and he, he kind of bit me. Well... I'll be darned. And instead, he could be like, well, may I have a first aid kit? You want to come with me to get some medicine? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, so that's how it is. With good day or sir or ma'am, you only use it, I think, for helping purposes because they're going to get help. And if it's that bait question, you can help them to the best of your ability and help them get that first aid kit or anything else or that A on their test or whatever else they might need help with in the, situ in the situation. Another one could be just simply, hey. Because hey could be like, Hey, man, what, what's up? How are you? And he's like, well, had a bad day. My water bottle spilled on me. Your water bottle? Well, that happened to me 10,000 times. I mean, I've had that happen to me too, man. I'm in the same boat. He's like, really? What? Really? Yeah, I spilled one just a minute ago. I mean, I got, kind of got wet clothes. And he looks at your clothes like, oh my god, there's Spider-Man on your clothes. That's one of my favorite superheroes, man. Oh, really? That's one of your favorite superheroes? So cool. He, I like him so much because have you read his comic book lately? No, I haven't. And then you can just have a conversation with just that simply, hey. I mean, it's pretty simple, hey. And then you talk about Spider-Man. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's an excellent bait question as well. The final bait question, and this is for, like, the first-timer. Like, hi, I'm Sam Mitchell. All right, here's the deal. Introducing yourself is a great way to get first impressions and great introductions to the first person, to a person you may have never made. Like, oh, hi, I'm Sam Mitchell. Hi, I'm... I'm Ryan, and you shake hands, and like, oh, man, he's looking at your shirt, he's like, oh, my goodness, what's that shirt? That's a cool shirt. Oh, it's a wrestling shirt. Then maybe he's just a fan of WWE, he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm a fan of WWE, too. What, who's your favorite wrestler? Mm, I have to say Sheamus. Well, Sheamus is pretty good, I mean, he's about right, but my favorite is probably AJ Styles, because of his phenomenal form. Oh, yeah, his form is pretty cool and pretty beautiful. I mean, heck, I wish I could do that sometimes. I mean, I want to do it when I grow up. He's like, what do you want to do exactly? You want to be a wrestler? Oh, I just want to be a wrestler. Wrestler, cool. Want to be your finisher? Well. I have to think about that, but good question, though, man. So, you see, we just had that simple introduction, like, hi, I'm Sam Mitchell, and we just talked because of all that, just that simple one introduction, and that could and that worked perfectly. And because of the introduction, we may have hit it off and just sparked our friendship in our eyes. 
now that we talked about starting, we got to talk the ending ways. The way to end is to do the same thing as the conversation starters, but as I call it the conversation ender, or as I like to call it, the bait ender. Some bait enders are the simply one, goodbye. Well, maybe it could be like, oh, I, oh man, I afraid, afraid gotta leave, so goodbye now. I mean, it's nice meeting you. Or like, be like, goodbye, I wedding popped up. And it could be just like that. I mean, a simple goodbye. I mean, that's just, that's what people will say to you. Like, that's a bait end of you. Like, oh, this kid's got to go. He's leaving. See you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. So, I mean, that's basically uh, the biggest, I mean, the biggest bait ender is goodbye. Because of all the stuff and all the stuff that comes around. And the goodbye will make, will make, well, even a baby can understand that, oh, he's got to go. goo goo gaga. Another one, and this is mainly used when people are busy, is I got to go. Okay, maybe they got to go for real because they got to go because of a chore. Maybe they got to go change a baby's diaper or do the dishes. Or maybe they got to go to this event that they've been waiting for all day. I mean, there are many reasons why they maybe got to go. Maybe because they got to go to the bathroom. And I mean, I know it's gross, but that's true. I mean, that's the reason why I've had to say I got to go. But, and I don't mean that literally. But anyway, when they say I got to go, that means they got to go. And they got to go somewhere and do something that it was either that's either daily or an event that they've been waiting for. And they got to do something because of all the anticipation and all the um, crap that they got to do. Because some people are busy. And when they're busy, that's what they'll mainly use is I got to go. So I recommend using it when you're busy. Because I got to go means like I got to go do something. And it does not need your talk or necessary. I'm afraid I have to leave you here because it's just, I'm just busy and I got to do this because of because it's necessary in my eyes. So when they say got to go, leave them alone. And don't bother them. Let them do their thing. Another one could be something just popped up. And what I mean by this is maybe something really did just pop up. Maybe they got to go do the dishes. And it was it was meant to be their brother's turn. It's her turn. It's like, oh, you got to go do the dishes. Hey, something just popped up. I got to leave. It's like, oh, okay. See you later. I mean, maybe they, something just popped up. And something literally just popped up. And they got to go do it because it, it happened spontaneously. with, And they didn't, they didn't realize it. Or maybe an event happened spontaneously and something just popped up. I mean, when they say, hey, something just popped up. I need to leave. All right. Take care. Ex- respect that because they don't. you don't want to get them in trouble. And it's just right. I mean, it may not be necessary to you, but they may, may be necessary to them. So if some just say, they say something just popped up, let them do it. Because something literally just popped up and they got to do it. And it's probably your best just to leave them alone and let, the, let them do the spontaneous action and the thing that popped up. Another one people use is see ya. Because, or see ya later. Because mainly see ya is used like, oh, like you got to go. See ya. Have a good one. So when you say see ya, that means, oh, he's got to go. He's just saying see ya around. I mean, probably catch you around, so see ya. I mean, that's what that see ya means. Now, if they say see ya later, that means you might see him later on the day. Like, if I say bye to my grandma, oh, see ya later. That probably means we'll see him later this evening or whatever. Or probably see him around around the bushes, if that makes sense. So when they say see ya, that means goodbye for good. When they say see you later, that means goodbye for now. But we'll catch you around probably and see you later. So when they say see ya or see you later, it could mean... See you around, or just see you around the bushes, or just see you later in this evening. So when they say see you, expect to see them around or later on in the day. The final one is simply just a wave. I mean, if you're just waving your hand like so, and you're just waving, oh, waving, waving, that probably just means just a wave. That means, oh, okay, catch you around, have a good one, have a good day. So, but just a wave, I think that's our kind of way of saying goodbye. So basically, if you live in our county, you get away, that probably means hi or bye. So if it's the bye way, that means the conversation's ended. You need to go. Please leave. Go home. Have a, have a drink of tea. Have a good one. So that when they wave at you bye, that's our kind of saying see you around. Don't 
Probably miss you. Go get go get a drink of tea. So they say bye to us with the way. That means conversation's done, and we are going to go home and just have a good day and spend the rest of our time with our family or friend or other friends or maybe even our pets if that says something. Now, what I want is I want to quote a wrestler, the fiend Bray Wyatt. He always says, all you got to do is let me in. All right. We kind of want the but here's the deal. All we want you to do is to let us in. And if you let us in and welcome us in the door, you'll be grateful that you did, and you'll find us inquisitive, and you'll be very happy that you did not crucify us or eradicate us, and your eyes will be more open, and you'll see the light, and you'll be more internally grateful that you did. Your eyes will be more open to a light, and you'll be, and then you'll see that you can change, and I'll change you by not being more judging and being a lot more nicer than you once were. Now, I have to say this, and I'm very sorry to say this, but... I hate to say this, but young people with autism will probably not understand it at all. Understand a conversation at all. And I'm sorry. I mean, I never did when I was younger and I just was, I didn't, never did. And I don't think they will either. And I'm, I hope one day they'll prove me wrong, but I just don't see it. But you might have to let them learn on experience, which means you might have to let them loose and let them learn their conversation, the structure of it on their own with resources, of course, but like talking to a simple waiter, talking to a hotel manager, you might have to just have to let them loose and let them learn on their experiences. And here's the deal, though. They may never learn. They may never learn from birth to death. They may not learn at all for their whole life. And that's fine. I mean, they can learn a conversation. That's fine. But as long as you're someone accepting like me and accepting like my friends, then they'll get it. They'll help me out with it. They'll they'll help me. And I may not ever learn 100%, but they'll help me out. And even I don't understand even 0%. There's someone there's, as long as you're someone who's accepting, they will help you. Trust me. I know this. Now, you're also probably wondering, well, how can they live without not learning the conversation? Yes, it's possible. I mean, they have you. They have family. You know, they may not, the feeling may not get them 100%, but you know something? They may just become the shadow boxer, like I mentioned, and they may not enjoy time by themselves. I mean, maybe they feel more comfortable being, maybe they like being a loner and being a lone wolf instead of being an outgoing and an introvert instead of being this extrovert who's going to do jumping jacks and entertain the people, all right? Maybe... They have to learn our experience, and maybe they can learn that by doing stuff and doing different things, but maybe they got to learn on their own, and they may not ever learn, though, but that's okay because they'll be, they'll be you guys, and there'll be people around to help them to their best, and they may not understand in the end. Your work might be a waste of time, but in the end, I think they'll be definitely eternally happy that you tried and that you, they had, they, that you were the one who had their back. But however, 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 this makes me smile, by the way, by saying this, so geez. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, on the flip side, though, they can learn. And they can learn themselves. And like I said, on, they may learn their own, but they can learn themselves. Or they may ask you parents for their help. And that would be awesome. They're like, yes, I, they want help with the conversation. Yes, I can finally teach them. I mean, that's maybe a good thing. So, But there are ways there you can help them. Some ways are you could role play. And what I mean by this is if you're like, maybe you play out a scenario that's simple. Like at a waiter, you're the mom's like, all right. Um, my name's Kim. I'll be take care of you. What would you like? And the Kim's like, I'll have a cheeseburger and, um, what's this? Oh, I like pizza. You know? I mean, if you have role play, that might help them. Then, in the, when they go out to the steak and shake, they may be like, oh, and they can remember that the waiter's you and role playing might keep them intact on how the world works. Be like, oh, I get it. So, role playing is a big one that could help. And it didn't help me, but role playing could help your other ones. But role playing will definitely help you if you like group, if you're autistic people autistic child likes groups and likes to play or have fun 
Now another one that could do, this is the one that helped me, is find a hobby they enjoy and talk to them while they're doing the hobby. Because think about this. Find if they have a pie, mine's pinball, and I'm playing, you know, I'm focused on pinball, but I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get this in the hole right here. Or they're playing bowling. I gotta get a strike, mom. So yes, maybe talk about their hobby, but they're talking, they're having a conversation. That's what you want, parents. Get your child in front of their favorite hobby so that way they'll talk to you and you guys can enjoy some quality family or friend time that they have and you will be grateful for it. And when you do the hobby, you might even enjoy it and you might start doing it. You never know. But just give them the chance with their hobby. I mean, if you find the hobby that they enjoy and they're doing it, they will talk to you. It shows that in my eyes. I've done it. It shows to me and that's my belief. And I can even prove it to you sometime if you contact me. Also, parents, a reminder that could help you is remember their age. So if they're seven, they're going to talk like a seven. They might do some seven-year-old behaviors. Or if they're 17, they might do some 17-year-old behaviors. Like um, like they may be a little mouthy. They might be a little smart-alecky, a little sarcastic. But that's fine. you got to remember their age. I mean, if you deteriorate a seven-year-old for, being, for doing a child thing, a child thing that was seven, then that's dumb. I mean, you should not raise a son if you... If you ground your child for doing something that's seven, I'm, that's a typical that a seven-year-old would do. But if you do something that a seventeen-year-old would do, and he's sarcastic, and you ground and you ground me for it, that's dumb. You gotta remember their age, and they gotta remember the way that they'll talk. You gotta remember how they'll act, and you gotta remember they're autistic because they might develop behaviors too. But you also remember their age, and that the age will do some stuff to them, and that their age will imply on how they'll talk and how they'll act. Another thing you can do is write. And here's the deal. Maybe they don't do better verbal. Maybe they do better nonverbal communication. So maybe you could try writing like, I'll have a cheeseburger and you write that down. Okay, cool. And they're writing and they're expressing their emotions with, with writing, with pencils, with pens, with just typing their emotions, with journaling. So if you write, that might help them develop the way they feel, the way they talk, and the way that they'll use in the real world. And when they write, they're telling them how they real feel. To me, when they write, it's telling them how they much more feel and how they think instead of, instead of communicating. So if they write, that's fine. If they want to write how they feel and how they talk and write to the way or I'll have a cheeseburger, that's fine. And they can write their feelings too. They could write everything on this paper. And I mean everything. And with, with it being completely typical. So it's something to consider. If they write, they'll, they'll be the most expressive kid in the school and in the world, in my eyes, that says something because they'll express to you that they'll even express that you that you need, they need to wash your hands. They'll express to you that I feel awful. I mean, they will express anything to you to be the most expre expressive person in the world and in your state, and they don't even become a celebrity with expressiveness. Expressiveness so that says something. Another thing that you gotta do, parents, if you want to help them, is pick the right time. Okay, autistic people sometimes do not want to be social. It's not because of you. It's not because of them. It's just because they don't want to. They're they're tired. They're not feeling good. They're bummed. They're sad. Maybe they're happy and they just don't know how to express it without getting hurt or punching something. So maybe they don't want to talk. Maybe they just want you to leave them alone and just let them get through whatever they're doing and let them calm down. And then after that, you be the hopper in and you do the thing. You be in the taxi cab, except you're going to hop in. Except, yeah, it's kind of like the taxi the taxi cab, except you're going to be the hopper and hop in the taxi after they're calming down and after they, like, breathe. So... When you pick, so you gotta pick the right time so that you don't get hurt nor you help you make it worse for them. So instead, just pick the right time, and then when you when they're done, you talk to them about the situation or whatever, and then you could communicate with them and have a typical conversation about what was going on, and you'll be grateful that you picked then and not now, or oh, excuse, then not now, excuse me, 
it'll be great that you picked now and not then. So that way, it just so it wouldn't be a natural disaster and it wouldn't be like a big old, big old hurricane in their head. And and we'd be happy that you were picked then, that now and then. And that way, the then, the now would have been better than the then because if it was the then, it would have been a whole natural disaster in the house. Another thing you can do, parents, is consider some devices or simple interests because maybe the devices might help. Maybe that the device will say something or like a speech thing will say, remember kids, always. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe that will click with their head. Maybe that will click with a snap of their fingers. And they can remember that for the real world. So, yes, consider devices. Consider YouTube. Consider things to help. But remember, YouTube is not their parent. You're the parent. So always remember that you got to maybe come up with something else. I mean, YouTube will help you, but they won't do it for you. So always remember to think about yours, but also remember that there is help on YouTube and there are many devices that will help your child understand conversations. The final thing you do is encourage social interaction with others. Now, see 104, making friends again, that girl for more information, because honestly, that's my favorite episode because I'm a teenager. And also, that was my favorite, to be honest, just because I think it's going to help people, but it's also my favorite. So, highly recommend it. But anyway, we won't get into that more. But let's get into the encourage briefly. So, if you encourage that social interaction with others, maybe they'll have a conversation because they may get tired of seeing you. No offense, parents. Trust me, they love you, but they may get tired of seeing you. They want to hang out with someone else that's brand new who they don't get to talk to. I mean, they may not click right away, but they'll try and they might encourage social interaction. You might. Social interaction is good for kids because it's going to be something new and a new experience for them. That way they ought to be with their mommy and daddy or family constantly and they could try something new and they could talk to someone who they never met. Talk to someone with a new personality and with new experiences that they never experienced. Now, also, we autistic people are very touchy people because we are so nice. We just want to hug and we're just like, hugs, oh, yeah, mm, cuddly. We are really like teddy bears, but we can't do that with everyone. But we need to learn other touches if in the conversation... Because maybe in the conversation, when you buy, maybe they're not touchy, or maybe they're just a big important person that you just don't want to be looked at weird, you don't want to hug quite yet, or at all. So some ideas are a handshake. If you shake like, and you're shaking, your hand's shaking, that, that's big, because that's going to be for important people. You're going to handshake your boss, you're going to handshake at a job interview, you need to learn a handshake. I mean, handshaking is really important because you don't want to hug like your friend, maybe that's not coming, maybe you handshake them instead. So you give handshakes when you're adults, and you want to learn that because that's so much more bigger than a hug because we don't want to hug the whole world. We just want to instead give a normal, as a way of affection, is the man's way of affection or the manly way, which I think I'm a man, but I'm a nice man. But anyway, the manly way is the handshake. So if you handshake, that's their way of affection. So a handshake is a way that you want to use in the world. So you definitely, autistic people and parents, want to learn or teach them how to do a handshake. Another way you can definitely use what I call the bro hug. I mean, this is the one where, Mike, I'm sorry, but it's like, it's kind of like that ordeal. And sorry, Mike, I know that was just a example I had. A, it was a sample I had to show. But anyway, that's the bro. I mean, you put your hand, you pull them in, you pat them on the shoulder. I mean, that's the bro. That's for good, like, people who are not touchy people and for your best friend if they're not huggers or whatever. Because the bro hug, it's the second best hug. Let's put it that way. And... They'll be a lot grateful that you did instead of a regular hug and not be weird and not and not crowd them too much and not crowd them to the point where they're just like, ew, get off me and not to be too, too odd. Another one you can do is a simple pat on the back. And Mike, I'm sorry, but a pat on the back is where you just simply just pat your friend on the mic like, hey man, or pat on the shoulder. And I do that a lot. But it's just like a, like that or a, like that ordeal. And if you pat them, they'll be a lot 
grateful. That's their way of affection too. I mean, that's a manly way of affection too, but it's also a simple way and a lot easier way instead of like a hold in hug. But also, if you want just a simple affection way, just let you know, hey, I'm glad you're here. Then a pound of neck is the best way to do it. Another one you can do that's kind of cool is a high five or a fist bump. And a high five is where you touch hands like, or a like that ordeal. And if you do that, believe me, you'll be a lot grateful that you did because a high five or a fist bump, it's a very simple way of being so cool and so lit. And if you do the high five or the fist bump, believe me, it's a simple way, but very cool way and very fun way too. If you make one, it's make a little secret high five or a little fist bump, you children. I've done that with BJ. I ain't gonna tell you what it is because it's a secret one. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to do that and that's pretty cool, then do it. Be my guest, but I'm still gonna hug. But high fives, fist bumps are cool too. The final one you could do is this is for old people and when struggles are at a time, if you know what I mean, at this time frame, is an, an elbow bump, such as, first of all, ow, that really hurt. And second of all, that's what it is. I mean, if you do the elbow bump, it's simple, but yet it's hard to reach my eyes. I don't like the elbow bump, but if you want to do it, be my guest. But that's why my elbow bumps hurt and they're hard. Believe me, I just hurt myself while doing an elbow bump. Now, where we are and how we speak depends on many factors, like like many. Like, we don't want it to be, but it's just the way it is. But some factors that we have to be aware of are the setting. So, think about it. If we're at a bar, we're going to act how we want. We're going to be crazy. We're going to start saying words. We probably shouldn't. But... If we're at a professional place, like if we're at a job site, we're not going to do that. We're going to be reserved, more relaxed, and more more reserved and focused focused instead of shooting the crap. I mean, we gotta we gotta think of the same where we and how you're going to speak is the same. I mean, the podcast example. Okay, I'm not going to be like, well, this is some bunch of bull. You know what? But if I did, it'd be weird and we can't do that. But anyway, the same depends. I mean, if I started like dropping f bombs, then it would be bad. But if I, but right now we gotta be careful. I mean, I may do that when I'm off. I mean, you don't know that, but this, but I can't do it here because of the setting. It's I gotta be professional. So it also depends on the setting. It depends where you are. I mean, just be careful and think of where you are and how you're gonna speak. Depends on that setting. Just be careful how you speak at certain places. Another setting or another factor, I guess, is the person. Okay, people are they're gonna be higher and level. If you're talking to a teacher or a boss. You're like, what's up, man? What's up, Miss Martindale? What's up, Mr. Bean? I mean, what's up, boss? I mean, you, you can't do that. I mean, if you mean that with your friend or family member, be my guest. Or with one of your just good friends or at the time frame, go ahead. But if you're at a professional place, you can't do that. I mean, you got to be like, well, Mr. Bean, here's the deal. I understand your point, but, you know, we got to, what about this? You got to be professional. You got to. Talk like you would talk to, like talk to an old woman. You got to be proper. You got to be respectful. You got to be like a gentleman. I mean, granted, we are gentlemen, but we don't want to be like, we want to be, I, we don't want to behave. And what I mean by behave is I don't mean like where you're just like kicking doors. Like, okay, I, that means we got to watch what we say. We got to watch what we do. We got to watch on how we act. We got to watch, we got to watch what we hear, see. We got to walk on pins and needles. Okay, we got to do that as professionals. I don't want to. But it's something we have to do. Now, if you're at home, I mean, granted, you're loose. You're off the chains. You're off everywhere. You can do whatever. You can start just be like, hey, mom, what's up, bro? Yeah, woo! I mean, you can be that instead of just like, okay, go get the tea. I mean, you can be like that instead of like all that. And you can, the person, your mommy will understand that you're at home and not your professional place. You know, and you know, I just thought of with the person, it also depends on the personalities. Maybe you got a strict mom who's like, well... We got to remember that. Remember that. 
So, but maybe the boss is laid back. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you can't have a laid back personality. Maybe he's your dad. You can talk to how you would at home. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe it just all depends on the person and just how they are and how the boss is, how their personality is. It all depends on their personality too, but also depends on the type of person they are to you. Another thing you got to think about is age. I mean, you're going to be talk to a baby like, oh, boo, boo, gaga. I mean, you're going to do that crap. But if you do that to a 17-year-old, they're going to look like, what's wrong with you? I mean, so you got to be careful on the age, too, because age, it depends on how they're talking. It depends on what you're going to say. I mean, you got to behave around young people, granted. But if you're around older people, yeah, you got to behave. But if you're in the middle with your friends, with the people you just know and just feel comfortable, yes, let loose, shoot the crap, have your, the best time of your life. But just know, at the age, there's an age where you got to be proper, and an age where you got to behave, and an age where you got to just... Go with them and go how they go with their morals and beliefs and values in their life. So just remember that age is a key factor and how your life will operate and how you will act in the moment. Another factor, it depends on, is where we are at in the conversation. I mean, we're talking about wrestlers and all of a sudden you're talking about pizza. I mean, that's odd. I mean, we're not talking about pizza right now. You need to understand that. We're talking about wrestling. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean... You got to go with the topic and go with the flow in the conversation with the topic and the flow, like I said. But also, if you want to change the topic, find a transitional way. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I'm actually, um, you know, I met a wrestler once at uh, Papa John's. I mean, and then you could talk about pizza. I mean, you can change the topic, granted, but don't just be like, and the, don't pop it. Don't be the balloon popper and pop the balloon that's making you flow the conversation. Instead, find a way to transit the conversation from wrestling to pizza or from pizza to pie or from pie to podcasting or from pie to sleeping schedule. I mean, just got to find transitions. Another factor you got to remember is family or friend. And this is a key one because here's the deal. Family, you are supposed to be yourself around them no matter what. I mean, they basically made you. So I think you have the right to be yourself. So yeah, you have the right to be. But remember this, you might have a strict grandmother and a laid back mom. I mean, you got to remember that. You got to act the way that they want you to act because they're your family. I mean, family is the most important key in your life. I mean, you don't want to dismantle a family's relationship because of your acting or your decisions or your properness. I mean, you don't want to ruin a family member's connection. So, yes, unfortunately, you got to, which I'm working on. And as I'm getting old, I'm, becoming, they're, I'm letting my family become more loose and the family's become more loose on me. But you got to act the way your family wants to act as hard as it is. Now, on the flip side, your friend, yes, you are supposed to have the blast with your friend. But some friends may have beliefs of yours that you may don't like. They may have beliefs that you don't believe. So you got to think, is it worth it? And for me, I have some friends like that, granted. But you know what? I think it's worth it in the end because they're great. They would have your back, period. So you just got to remember that who, if they're a family member to you or a really good friend and if... You want to ruin your friendship or your fam or your family connection with that with that family member or friend that you have. Now, I want to say that I learned in Miss Sue's class called Superflex and Unthinkables. I mean, I remember these guys and they kind of struck. So, Miss Sue, once again, thank you. But I need to explain to my viewers. So, Superflex is he's a superhero and he uses this hype to promote self-regulation and social skills and using our flexible brains that we have. Now, what you're probably wondering, what is a flexible brain, Sam? Well, a flexible brain is the mental capacity to switch between two different things, like a, like a lever. I was thinking of it as a lever because think about it. When you're eating, you're switching from, like the lever, switching from ice cream to cake or cake to ice cream. I mean, so yeah, you got to switch like from WWE to pizza. You got to pull that lever down to make it switch from WWE to pizza. I mean, you got to make that lever switch. And it's kind of like that commercial switch. I switched. 
switch. And I don't know what, what it was for, but anyway, that's what the lever is. It's like a switch where you're talking about different things and that lever's going down with you and with your brain to talk about these new things and that it's a constant lever just changing up, man. That's all it really is. Just a constant lever changing up that's going to help you and not make you stick in one spot and won't freeze, won't make you, that lever won't freeze so you don't get stuck brain. Now, also, they are the unthinkables who are the bad guys. It makes us think, uh, makes our brain not fully happy. Let's put it that way. So, the first thing that I must explain is rock brain. He is a rock character who makes people stuck and obsessive with someone or something. It's kind of like a stuck stuck parking brake, hard to get unstuck. So, you got a parking brake, click, uh-oh, it's stuck. Okay, that's where we are. It's like us that's stuck on someone, like stuck on a podcast episode that we didn't do. I was like, darn it, <laughs> we didn't do well. It's like, and it was like podcast level, podcast episode, podcast episode, <laughs> podcast episode. I mean, that's what that's what it is. But when you get that unstuck, and it's a miracle, that's we we moved on. We're done from it. I mean, we are yay. We're, we're we moved on. We can move on from this horrible podcast episode and focus on the next podcast episode that might be better, and focus on our future, and focus on the things that actually matter. Another character is Space Invader. All right, I'll be honest. First of all, I'm gonna admit I'm a Space Invader. I come from brains, but no, I'm kidding. I'm a Space Invader. He's an alien character who invades people's space. He's a, That's what he is. And I don't mean like he invades the planets. He doesn't go to Mars and basically shoot missiles on Mars or Venus or Jupiter or Uranus. Or Uranus, sorry. And don't get it. I know I, I always say it, but that's how I'm even called. But anyway, the Space Invader me. You know those movies? If you've seen the movies like Wonder Woman and the movie Trash where the walls are like this person in the middle. Those walls just like going to smash you. That's what it is. Like a wall closing on you. I mean... That's what, when you're, that's so uncomfortable. When he, the space invader is, that's him. He's the walls closing in on you. I mean, those walls, that's not comfortable after a while and you're going to get crushed. All right. That's us. We're going to space invade you. You're going to get crushed by us, but in a good way. So, I mean, that's what space invader does. He makes you in vain. Now, some people aren't, aren't picky on that, but some people are, you got to be careful of those who are particularly bummed on space invaders. The next character I must talk about is was funny once. He is a clown character that, who makes jokes that are either not funny or annoying all the time, or just makes jokes that are funny all the time. It's still annoying. To me, it's like a gnat that just won't stop or go away. I mean, that gnat just keeps picking, biting, biting your skin. He just won't go away, okay? He's making jokes that are either not funny, that are funny, but they're still annoying us all the time, and he just won't stop picking the bites. And it's when he's biting, he's making the jokes. And he just still won't go away. So when he's biting, it's like, God, Nat, get away from me. Get away. I don't want your stupid jokes. They're not funny. Just stop making jokes and be serious for once in your life. So that's, to me, that's what it's like. It's like a Nat. The Nat's basically was funny once. Instead of being once funny once a Nat. And he'll just keep biting our skin off and biting our heads. and give us lice, maybe. Hopefully not. Or he could give us, or give us Lyme disease, which is a hopefully not. But anyway, the Nat will be a once funny once. And that's part of life. So you kind of have to deal with it anyway. The next guy I want to mention, or the next character, I should say, is Topic Twister Master. He is a Tyrannic character who makes people WTC, which is also called Whooping Topic Conversation. Whooping Topic Conversation just changes the topic and a conversation out of nowhere. It's like, to me, a wrestling RKO that comes out of nowhere. The other wrestler, to me, is just sitting there dude, waiting, waiting to hear the conversation. It's just normal. Now, all of a sudden, boom, he strikes. Other, and it's the, the other wrestler's surprise. And, but when he strikes, that's the guy who's changed the topic. And the guy who just got the RKO is surprised, like, why did you change topics? So, to me, that's what's like. To me, it's like a wrestling RKO out of nowhere. The next character I like to mention is Brainier. He is an octopus character where he distracts and with irrelevant stuff, like video games and all that stuff. To me, it's like the game show Distraction. So, if you've ever seen that, 
that's where they're playing a game, like the game is trying to answer simple questions, but there's a distraction, like you gotta press the buzzer and there's cacti right, or you're getting wrestled by a sumo wrestler while answering simple questions. I mean, that's what to me is because that distraction, that's brain new. He's distracting us while we're doing something relevant like homework or a podcast. And to me, that the game show distraction is brain eater. So maybe instead of that guy, so instead of the guy being the host, the octopus should be the host, if you know what I mean. The next person I should mention is Body Snatcher. He is a robot character who just removes people's bodies so that he does not, because he doesn't give a crap about them. And he basically excludes them, which I'll make an episode in the future about. But he doesn't take the out person seriously. It's like a football throwing it at the out-of-bounds section. I mean, that umpire is like, ready, hook! He throws the football, and it goes in the out-of-bounds. Okay, when that football gets thrown out-of-bounds, that's the Body Snatcher just throwing us and throwing us basically in the garbage and basically just taking a dump on us because he doesn't care us and he excludes us and that Body Snatcher just removes the football out of the way so that we don't ha- so that people don't have to deal with us and we can basically just be sitting on the bench in the timeout bench or in the penalty box and just feel like we did something wrong when we really didn't. The next person or next character is Worry Wall. He is a wall character where he makes people worry over dumb and sometimes relevant situations. It's kind of reminds me of anticipation. See one one ten where are the odds for more on that. But when he but when that worry ball kicks in, we're anticipating, and it's mainly over. Especially get ready for it. And surprisingly, dun dun dun, friends. And see one oh four making friends again. That girl for more information on that. But when we anticipate the friends, worry ball comes into play, and just that brick won't come down easily. The next character is Grumpy Grapenny. He is a, a male character who just puts people in bad moods because of something that. You didn't, and he hates the decision. Good would be hitting the baseball, of course. Bad is something that you didn't, and bad is when the catcher catches the ball or after the ball, ball, because honestly, when he's that ball and he hits it, that means we're good. But if the umpire catches it, it's like, uh oh, we're putting in bad moves. It's time to be grumpy now. So that's basically grump, grumpy is catcher, and he's basically just catching those balls constantly with when you have a bad baseball player. No offense to anyone who's bad at baseball, but I'm good at it, though, just saying. I'm so cool. But anyway, when Grump Grumpy gets gets caught those balls, you better watch out because we're going to be grumpy after a while and we just do not like our decisions. So just leave us alone is probably your best bet and probably the best thing to do when we're grump, when we're being grump, grumpies. The next character is Energy Harry. He is a rabbit character who makes people hyper and over energetic like the tortoise and the hare. But it also reminds me of the Energizer Bunny. I mean, that Energizer Bunny with those batteries, man, he's going, 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 going. Just like us, we're going, 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 and just won't stop until we feel like it. So the best thing to do us is maybe calm us down with you and maybe help us let our energy out by doing something like walks, runs, hikes, jogs, sprints, or or plane or whatever, or just Kubota rides or jumping and base jumping. I don't know, but just something where it's energetic and just fun. The next character is One Sciatson. He is a male character where he only thinks of himself. And he was me sophomore because I was an arrogant butthole, as we all said. C-104 for that. Making friends again, that girl. But this is the truth. When one side Sid comes out, here's a, here's a situation. Mom's sick. Uh-oh. Okay, what you see comes inside. It's like, we do right about I'm like, oh, no. Mom's sick. I hope she's okay. Crap. But what you see comes out is like, me, 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 me. Me. Me, me, me. I only care about me. I'm a selfish butthole. How is it going to inconvenience me, 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 me? I'm mad at mom's sick. God dang it. We're not gonna go play hol. We're not gonna go to Holiday World because mom's sick. Me, me, me. So I mean, that's what you see, but that's not what the true. What you see, what you need to look at is you might see that, but on the other side, it's oh, hope mom's okay. The next female character is, is Mean Jean, who is bossy and tells everybody what everyone should do. Like it's kind of like My Way or the Highway, and C103 My Way or the Highway for 
more information, but it's like Marry the Highway because there's no middle. Like, it's black and white. Either this way or that way, buddy. No other way. It's like a biker. Like the bikers you see on movies, they go into the bars and it's like, Granny, like, my way or the highway! Now! Get out or I'm punching the face! That's what you see. I mean, that's what it's like to me. I mean, to me, it's like the Myra the Highway and the Bikers movies because they're showing you Myra the Highway and they're promoting that. But Mean Gene's also bossy. I'm not bossy, but it's either her way or that way. And I can be a Mean Gene sometimes, but instead it's a it's a Myra the Highway Gene where it's either this way or that way, no middle, too bad, deal with it. The next character is D.O.F. He is a bullshit character who gets people over competitive and possibly unintentionally turn them into an unintentional Mean Gene and a Myra the Highway and just... Makes people mad out and makes them like grumpy, like grumpy, grumpy, and just all the characters combined. The final character is Glassman. He's a glass character who just makes people have mental breakdowns and even get ready for it. Dun, dun, dun! Meltdowns. C107 Meltdowns Autistic Style for that, but it's serious. Glassman, when he shatters, uh oh, we're breaking down. It's just like crap. We're having enough of this. We're gonna cry. We're, we're babies, I understand, but god dang it. This is just bad right now. Please get away from us. And if you hear it, what you can hear in the intro is actually is the glass shatter. Because if you get the and you hear that, that's us, like the meltdown. That's glass man breaking down. It's like the broken glass shattering. In conclusion, conversations are not easy for us, and it's sometimes unthinkable and unimaginable that we may even want to have a conversation. Our processing may not allow this to happen. This is what I want my listeners to remember and you guys to remember. We want to understand how to enter, stay in, and exit a conversation just like you guys do. We simply don't know how to sometimes. Just because it's hard for us, who cares, man? Let us in, like I said, and give us a chance. We want this. We want to redeem ourselves. And we want you to show you that this, that laying us in will be your salvation. And, and showing you that we can do it will even be a better salvation for us. But you got to let us sometimes, even though it may be difficult. Autistic people are passionate and want to tell you about things. Even though we don't comprehend the conversations or anything 100%. That'll be all for us today. I hope you learned something about conversations and I want you right now to go have a conversation with someone who has autism. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.